What up, family? Welcome to episode 121 of The Genius Life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Genius Life. I'm your host, Max Lugavere, a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Genius Foods and The Genius Life. I'm so excited on this episode of the show to welcome Megan and Zach Edelman. Megan and Zach Edelman are a power couple, if I've ever seen one, especially uh, in the health and wellness uh, CPG space or consumer packaged goods space. They are the co-founders of Navitas Organics, which um, you are certainly, uh, which is a brand that you're certainly going to be familiar with if you, uh, frequent, you know, n- natural or whole food, uh, stores and markets. Um, and their company really, and their, their life mission ultimately is to, harness the power of plants and to bring those plants, sometimes very exotic plants, uh, to the masses. So over the course of the next hour, we're going to discuss some of the of the uh, individual plants that they are most passionate about. One of them uh, is called maca, and maca was actually the first product that Navitas brought to the market. And in certain studies, and according to ancient wisdom, maca has um, libido boosting properties, which is very interesting. So I asked them all about that. We also talk uh, about cacao because cacao is one of my favorite products of theirs. So, um, and you guys know that I'm a big dark chocolate fan. So we talk all about cacao nibs, uh, cocoa processing, why you ought to watch out for uh, cocoa that's been uh, Dutch processed or processed with alkali. So you're going to discover how to identify the healthiest chocolate to buy. Then we talk about turmeric and different ways that you can use turmeric in your cooking, um, various berries like mulberries and golden berries and the unique um, health, uh, potential health benefits of both. So this is going to be a very enlightening episode that is going to arm you with knowledge whenever you encounter any of these quote unquote superfoods on social media and the wellness community on social media or in your local natural foods store, you're going to now know how to pick the best ones, what the potential benefits of each may be, and so much more. So I'm pumped for you to listen to this. Before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to iTunes user Jessica G2290, who left this glowing review for the podcast on iTunes. And I'm going to truncate it because it is a long review, which I really appreciate. Um, but I don't want to bore you. So she wrote, I've been listening to The Genius Life for a few months now and have gone through many of the episodes, plus have purchased and read Max's Genius Life book. I enjoy the content that Max produces. He provides high quality health information that is outside of mainstream access. I also appreciate that he overall takes a balanced approach. And I like when he shares openly about his own health practices and the ways that he evolves with his own diet and lifestyle practices. Well, thank you, Jessica. That means the world to me. I'm super glad that you are enjoying the podcast. And I've got good news for you and all of the fans of The Genius Life out there that um, aside from, you know, always continuing to be an audio based podcast, we are soon going to be audio and video based. And the best way that you can keep tabs on when we launch the fully fledged video component of The Genius Life is to subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Max to be on my newsletter at Max All you got to do is enter your first and last name and your email address and we'll be in touch. You can opt out anytime and I don't spam 
time ever. And to text the word genius to 310-299-9401. In doing so, you'll be a part of um, my text message community, which uh, again, you know, all your information is kept completely private. You can ask me questions uh, via text whenever you choose. Um, And yeah, that is going to give you surround sound 360 degrees of the genius life. And uh, I'm so excited when we when we launch the video component of the show, um, all episodes in the future are going to have that video component. And I just feel that when you're sitting across from somebody interviewing somebody in person, there is just so much more that's added to the experience. Um, you're just you're a lot more present. Uh, you get to pick up on nonverbal communication, you know, cues and body language and the like. And to me, you know, when you're not trying to tiptoe around, like not talking over somebody, which can be really difficult to listen to if it's a remote interview. Um, You know, in person, I think it's a little bit different. It allows for a lot more dynamism in the conversation. I think you guys are going to agree with me. I don't know. I hope you do. Uh, But anyway, I'm very much excited, uh, looking forward to that and excited for it. And um, if you join my YouTube community uh, and my text message community and my newsletter, you're going to be the first to know when all that stuff is um, about to be rolled out. So thank you. And now, without further ado, I'm excited to dive into this chat with Meg and Zach Edelman, the founders of Navitas Organics, which you can check out at navitasorganics.com. If you use promo code Genius, you'll get to save 30% off of anything that you see, you know, so uh, feel free to look around and try things out. And uh, yeah, they also sponsored this episode of the show. And now without further ado, here is Meg and Zach. Zach and Meg Edelman of Navitas. Hi, guys. Hi, Max. Hey, Max. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. How are you guys doing? Where are you? Where in the world are you? We are currently um, actually at our offices for the first time in a while um, in northern Marin County in a town called Novato, California. Is it just a coincidence that Novato sounds like Navitas? It is a coincidence, yeah. And, and we get a lot of Nevada as well. Huh. Very interesting. Well, it's cool to connect with you because, you know, I'm an I'm an avid uh, health food shopper. And, um, for anybody who regularly visits like a health food store, your brand is going to be familiar to them because you guys are pretty, I mean, you're pretty ubiquitous at this point. Um, and so I kind of just wanted to, as a consumer of your products, get you guys on here to talk a little bit about like your ethos, where you're coming from, what your intent is, uh, behind your products. Cause I think that's important. So, um, yeah, I guess let's start at the beginning. Like Tell me if you can, like, where does this journey begin? Well, I guess in many ways, the journey um, begins before Megan and I got together in 1999. We were both on our own health and wellness journeys back in the 90s independently. Um, we are both deadhead, so we kind of had this passion for music. And mm. along with that came um, this awareness to the health food lifestyle. So back with the old school um, health food stores back in the 90s. Um, So I found myself in there often seeking out different products like wheatgrass as an example. And Megan was actually on a more of a plant-based journey at the time. Um, So when we got together uh, in 1999, um, we were working in another business um, together and we decided that in 2003, as we we're exiting that, that uh, 
kind of putting this passion for health and wellness and travel together into a company seem like a crazy yet good idea. Um, so that's kind of the foundation of all, we like to call ourselves health food junkies. Um, and you know, we, we jumped in full force and started with a product called Maka that we were introduced to from a friend and it really grew, grew out of that. So Maka was the first product. What, uh, I mean, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've tried Maka, but for, um, listeners who are unfamiliar, what, what is it? What is Maka? Where does it come from? So maca is a Peruvian root vegetable, and uh, it's probably one of the hardiest plants that grows anywhere in the world. Grows up above 10, 12,000 feet in the Peruvian Andes, incredibly hardy, and it nourishes our endocrine system. And it's known to you know boost our energy and libido, um, and it's got two particular uh you know, nutritional qualities called macamides and macaines that are only found in this, this, uh, plant. Uh, but it's really how it nu- nourishes our endocrine system that, uh, and is known as an adaptogen, uh, that really gives it its, its boost of health and wellness properties. Megan, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. Yeah, it's kind of thought of too, as a Peruvian ginseng, sort of has those high antioxidant and anti-inflammatory, um, benefits provides really good immunosupport and, um, you know, obviously all of the, um, energy libido stuff, but, uh, high in iron and calcium, zinc, potassium, it's a really good source of, uh, you know, vitamins and minerals. Wow. So at the foundation of the company is this libido boosting aphrodisiac. I'm starting to get <laughs> yeah. it. I'm, I'm starting to get yeah. it. That's, that's so cool. Um, and so you guys were just so impressed by this, by this, by this plant that, that is, had you, had you created Navitas at that point or did Navitas come after? Well, actually it came at the same time. We were pregnant. I mean, I was pregnant. We were starting a family. Um, it kind of came at a pivotal moment, a transitional time in our life where, like Zach said, we were exiting one company and into another. We were living in actually the Hollywood Hills. And um, yeah, I ended up, it came, it fell on our lap through a friend who was selling it um, in Australia. And we were totally intrigued by its variety of health benefits, obviously. But I really started to take it after when I was postpartum with my first child. And it really helped me um, kind of ward off postpartum depression Hmm. Um, which is one of the things that really helps women sort of balance that with that hormonal balancing. It's also used pretty regularly for menopausal symptoms and to regulate menopause. So um, that was really a big eye opener for both of us. Uh, we realized this is this is an amazing plant, and you know what? There's probably a lot more out there like this. So therein began the journey. Yeah, I'll just add that you know it's really a staple food Peruvi- for Peruvians, especially those living in the Andes in particular. Um, and it grows in an incredibly harsh environment when you go up to the Hunan Plateau. Uh, there's really nothing else that grows there. Uh, so it's, it's very hardy. And a lot of the Peruvians, um, you know, really believe that it promotes longevity and stamina uh, and why they, you know, one of the reasons why they live so long in that area, even though there's not a whole lot of, it's pretty harsh living up there. 
Uh, so we just found it f- like fascinating once we got into it. And it, I think the most important part of it not being and not only being our you know foundational product, our flagship product in many ways, uh, it got us into the industry that we were quickly learning about and we're so excited to get in you know what was the natural food industry um, and for us has really become the organic food industry uh, and the learning curve we got out of that. Is the maca that you guys get? I mean, does it does it still come from Peru, or does it is it now grown in the U.S.? Only comes we only source um, from Peru for this particular product, and wow. one of our goals is always to you know source these uh, indigenous foods from the regions um, that they're traditionally grown. That's kind of migrated for some of the products to be uh, grown in a variety of places around the world. But originally, the goal was to uh, find, you know, these undiscovered or little known superfoods and, um, you know, provide that economic, uh, you know, resource to the smallholder farmers that we were sourcing from and the processors in the regions that they're grown um, to provide that economic input for them. I love that. that that's, that's super important um, and admirable. When it comes to, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I realize you guys are not, um, you know, clinicians or healthcare providers, but like dosing, like I'm very interested in this, uh, this, this maca plant and the, the libido boosting effects that you speak of. So like, how do people, and for listeners who, who may be interested as well, like, are you supposed to take it, um, like regularly, or do you recommend taking it before, uh, you know, uh, let's just say an adventure. Um, like what's, what's the deal? How do you recommend integrating it into your lifestyle? It's really something that you want to take on a regular, if not daily basis. It's pretty small doses, three to five grams a day, often mixed in a smoothie. Um, it's a very bitter, uh, vegetable when it's harvested much like, um, it tastes like horseradish as an example. Um, but as you, what uh, they, they cure it and then you put it in make, you know, mill it into a powder, um, and it becomes a little more malty, but it's still bitter and has got a, a pretty profound flavor to it. So you need to enhance it. Um, you know, so smoothies is the most common way to do it, but you can integrate it into a lot of different, um, recipes and foods. It's pretty easy to do. Um, and I'll just add just for, for the listeners that Megan is actually a, a nurse, a public health nurse. So we do actually have a clinician with us today, Max. Oh, that's right. I, you know, I knew that and then I forgot. That's yeah. okay. My I'm bad, the Megan. Entrepreneur and, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, we're both together are wonderlusters, but she definitely brings a, a in-depth knowledge of the human body, of course. Oh, that's awesome, Megan. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for nurses. I've you know interacted with many many nurses over the years, and uh, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it was a calling for sure that I followed, and it's morphed into a, a different thing now today, where I'm much more interested in the public health side, public health nutrition per se. But you know, I worked clinically for six seven years, and and that was an experience, um, and it sort of shaped who I am today. So I wouldn't give it up for the world. It's awesome. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Maca is a, is it, is it not technically a cruciferous vegetable? It is correct. That's so interesting. And I've seen, 
They have some, uh, you guys produce, there's, there's like maca and then I've seen gelatinized maca. Ah, the funkiest word for a plant-based food you could ever have. <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? So gelatinization is really just a process where they remove the starch. So, uh, you know, maca is, you know, heavy in carbs and starches. So just reduces the amount of starch from it. So, uh, you know, the, the macaines and macamides in particular become more bioavailable for absorption, mm. but as do all the other nutrients contained in the vegetable. Wow. So it's like a more potent version um, I would perhaps. say it's more potent and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's also easier to digest. Um, so when you get rid of those starches, it'll be easier on people's bodies and, and digestive systems. So, uh, it, it's unfortunate that it has such a funky name, especially with maca being so steeped in the raw food and the plant-based, uh, movement. It never really caught on as much as, uh, the raw maca that is so widely sold. We, we sell both. Um, and some companies in more recent years have focused entirely on the gelatinized form. Uh, and sometimes they don't really call it out. It may be listed on the back panel, but not necessarily on the front. It does affect the flavor, though. Um, if you're going to go with the non-gelatinized form, it's more malty. And then you get into the gelatinized and it just tastes a little bit more bitter. Some people just prefer the taste one way or the other. And that's why they'll pick either or. Yeah, I think I the taste that I'm most familiar with is the regular version, and it is yeah, malty is a great way to describe it. I actually find it to be sweet and and quite palatable. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess I haven't tried the gelatinized version. So you're saying that there's like this aversion to the gelatinized form in the plant based community just because the word sounds similar to gelatin, which comes from animals. I, yes, exactly, and I would just add that it's. Um, you know, the raw food movement is where maca really started out. And when you apply a lot of heat, then it's not technically to the raw food standards. Uh, and so that's why the sales of, of raw maca are so much larger than the gelatinized form. And it just has kind of stuck. I probably switch over time as people become more accustomed to gelatinized maca or it just becomes the product that's sold. Um, and it's not necessarily called out, but they do apply heat to it at higher levels to extract the starch. Uh, so that was the biggest driver early on. So back 2003, 2004, when maca was first having a, a bit of a heyday. Um, so it's, um, it's a, a fascinating product and uh, one we've been excited to work with for 16, 17 years. How do you guys pick the foods or the ingredients that you that you work with like what's that process like so i mean early on we really relied on our sourcing partners which obviously started in peru and um you know the most important thing for us was you know finding organic products and so we we got a quick lesson with maca i was you know, started to launch the product, didn't really have a clear vision for the brand. And um, I got connected to a company that was looking for a supply of maca. And they put me through the organic certification process, which was fascinating and a really big learning curve. 
to us. One thing we knew when we wanted to start working with Maka that it had to be organic, but we didn't have a whole lot of experience um, with organic certification and that whole process. Um, so that was fascinating. It really confirmed that what we were trying to do with this particular food was what we wanted to do with all our products, which was organic certified first and foremost. Um, so, you know, we went down to Peru and we started working with our partners there and we got opened up, you know, our, our, our minds to all these other products. Peru is like the mother load of superfoods from maca to camu to cacao and everything had to be from smallholder farms and ethically sourced uh, so we quickly pivoted to looking at cacao as being uh, our, our next product and we were incredibly excited about the opportunity we had down there uh, to bring some of the highest quality organic low temperature or minimally processed cacao to the united states Wow. Talk, yeah. Talk to me about cacao. I'm such a huge fan of cacao. Um, I mean, first of all, I call it a genius food. I've like sung the praises of cacao for at this point, a couple of years. It's I've written about it in, uh, genius foods. Um, so yeah, what, I mean, what attracted, what, what, what was so attractive to you, um, from the standpoint of cacao? Well, first of all, working with, uh, cacao is working with chocolate and we're big fans of chocolate. So any way <laughs> we could uh, get our hands on on chocolate was going to be exciting for us from a personal standpoint. Um, but the sourcing program there was one that it took us from the Andes all the way down to the Amazon jungle. And when we got opened up uh, to the farming down there, incredibly small family farms um, grown uh, in a traditional uh, agriculture process and method. Um, so which is now being called regenerative organic agriculture. Uh, I love that. So, so cacao is, you know, widely known to be the food of the gods. Theobroma cacao literally means the food of the gods and the Aztecs and, uh, the Mayans, they were attracted to cacao and its properties and they traded with it uh, beans, like it was currency so it's just got this incredible history. Most of these products that we work with have unbelievable historical stories. But then when we got into the nutritional side of it, which most of us, and I, I was no expert at the time, um, you know, didn't know how, uh, you know, nutritionally beneficial cacao and chocolate was. And that's when people were starting to uh, learn more about it and push, you know, high percentage cacao, chocolate, but you know, it's loaded with polyphenols um, and flavonoids and flavanols. Uh, and I, that's where I, I believe it gets you to becoming the brain food because it nourishes in such a way. Um, you know, it really got us on this program of looking for high ORAC level products um, at that time. And that's kind of an early 2000s term. We don't really like talk about it too much more, uh, too much in, in most recent years. Um, but it's basically talking about the antioxidant capacity of a food. Yeah. The auric value. And I, and I know that cacao, um, is pretty high up on that list. If not like the top, we well, found I, don't, it, I don't recall specifically, but yeah, I know that it's, I know that it's pretty high. Yeah. It's often known to be the top, but it's, it really depends on the product you test when you test it, what you're testing against, but it's definitely one of the, you know, the top. 
uh, ORAC valued plant-based foods you can find on the planet without question. That's amazing. What do you think about when you see these brands that Dutch their cacao? Isn't Dutched cacao like kind of a, a crime against humanity in a way? I would say so. From where we stand, stand with it, we we really handle not only our cacao, but in particular the cacao with incredible care to preserve those nutrients um, and and make sure that it is the healthiest form on the market. Um, when you get into the dutching process, um, you're making it more for really for flavor uh, and not for nutrition. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all about the uh, about the nutrition. Um, I'm sure you guys could share some epic chocolate recipes with uh, with my audience. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But we yeah, do like I, we do a lot of smoothies. You know, personally, it's just the easiest way to get um, the products into your body quickly and easily. Um, but putting chocolate, like a cacao pudding and a cacao um, mousse, is a really good one that we use. Um, they're just so easy, and you know, you add a little bit of monk fruit or coconut sugar or something like that, and it, it's it's delicious. It takes like tastes like. Rivals anything on the market that is Dutch, I think. You can always add those ingredients to bring out the flavor. Yeah, Dutching, if I recall correctly, it's it basically makes the flavor and the color just more consistent, which I guess is palatable, no pun intended, to manufacturers that make, I guess, primarily chocolate. But when you do that, you all of those uh, nutritional or many of the nutritional benefits that you've already described – get sort of lost in that process. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, you're actually washing the beans in an alkaline solution, um, made up of potassium carbonate, uh, when you're Dutch processing it. So, um, but that you do get a perfectly standardized, uh, you know, product in the end. So the taste, the flavor, aroma, and color will all be consistent through every single, uh, you know, harvest and process. Uh, our take on it is that there's, you know, beautiful, you know, imperfections in cacao um, from bean to bean and pod to pod and obviously crop to crop. And that should be celebrated. Uh, also, like when you get into the nutrition of it and these polyphenols and flavonoids and flavanols, um, you want to really handle them with care and minimally process them. So you ferment them for a short period of time and you process them as quickly as possible, but at low temperatures, that's a pretty slow process. Uh, and just, you know, to give the listeners, um, an idea of what they do to make cacao powder is you take the beans, you remove the shell, uh, you then grind it and you basically get a pretty dense, uh, powder, which ultimately can be pressed into cacao liquor or paste. Um, but if you can, you continue to press it further, you squeeze all the oils out into a fiber and oil separation. The oil becomes the white cacao butter, and you get a fibrous, dense, fibrous cake that you mill into cacao powder. And if you do it right and you do it at the right uh, speed and at the right temperatures, you get a highly nutritious form of cocoa or cacao powder. So good. And to make chocolate... It's uh, it's very simple. You only need, I mean, if I recall correctly, just a handful of ingredients, right, Meg? Yeah, I mean, you basically almost put them back together with the butter and the powder and 
um, you know, whatever sweetener you're using. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, there's a variety of ways to make chocolate, uh, but ultimately, you know, the liquor and the butter are most often used in traditional chocolate. Uh, when you get into the powders, that's when you make, you know, hot chocolate drinks, um, baked goods. So brownies obviously are, you know, fudge. fudge. They're having a moment right now. I mean, <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, during our quarantine that we've all been faced with here over the last few months, people have really got into baking and tried a lot of different recipes. So um, brownies continue to be the leader. Yeah, and it's really oh. just sort of a one-for-one one substitute for um, our cacao for any any baking recipe that you have. Um, it's really easy to integrate it and just um, improve the overall nutritional quality of, of the recipe um, by using just a high-quality cacao. Yeah, I love your guys' cacao. And in fact, I saw that you have a new product. It's like a longevity blend that blends cacao with reishi. Yeah, is that... Um, Superfood Plus line. Yeah, Cacao so, Plus line. It's part of our Superfood Plus line that we've tried to assemble some of our best uh, or most nutritious superfoods in, in simple blends. Um, so the longevity blend does um, put the mushroom, the reishi in there uh, to add a little bit more of you know some genius foods um, <laughs> and to help our brains. Uh, but it's... Uh, it's a product that we've had on the market for just about a year now, actually. And, and we launched that alongside um, an antioxidant one uh, that has some goji in there, SIE. And an adaptogenic one, which I think is really, really well, the, great. The Superfood Plus line we did continue to extend uh, this year. Just recently, uh, we have an adaptogen blend that has mushrooms and maca and we have uh, one with acai and goji. And, and that's one that you would more find in... Um, you know, a whole body department and whole foods versus the cacao line is currently in the baking section. I love that Navitas is making all this stuff so, so easy and so accessible for people. Um, cause you know, I mean, like we could, we could talk ad nauseum about these, uh, you know, these rare and precious foods, but if people can't access them, then, you know, what's the use? I just, so I love that you guys are really out there. Um, kind of campaigning for for you know greater awareness about these products. What can you tell me about reishi? Because I actually, uh, you know, I'm I'm, uh, you know, I would I would say I'm I'm reasonably into the the medicinal mushroom um, category. Uh, I just think it's it's they're so cool and and as you've mentioned, you know, I, I kind of feel kind of feel cool when I'm consuming them. I feel like ancient in a way, you know, because their use dates back for such a long time. Um, so yeah, if you could share anything about, about reishi, I would, that would be awesome. I mean, that entire mushroom sort of category really is just so immunosupportive, um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, it, it, it certainly helps. It's just a typical adaptogen in that it's basically going to help with anything you're deficient in bringing those levels up to sort of homeostasis and, and sort of, so it improves sleep and, fatigue. And I mean, just such a wide variety of benefits from consuming mushrooms in general and, and certainly um, improve longevity over the course of your life if you if you um, eat them regularly. Sounds awesome. Do you typically do reishi like at night? Because correct me if I'm wrong, cacao has caffeine, which is a stimulant and theobromine, which is also a stimulant. Um, right. 
would you yeah like when would you when when in the day would you uh, consume those those ingredients yeah i mean i think it depends on again what your needs are but it certainly is used to help with sleep um so that would be good no i don't I don't do a lot of cacao toward the afternoon and evening hours. I like to keep that toward the morning um, for that reason. It is kind of, it can be a stimulant, even though I think um, we all kind of reach for that after dinner as an after dinner snack. But I, I definitely um, don't know a ton about the actual, you know, biomechanics of those mushrooms. But I know that, again, just like any adaptogen, they, they just really... Um, work to increase homeostasis in the body, whatever you're deficient in, it tends to help. Yeah. Um, turmeric, you guys have, uh, you guys have a great turmeric line. I'm a huge fan of turmeric. Um, it's, uh, you know, contains curcumin, which we know has anti-inflammatory properties, which is great. Um, how do you source that? How do you source turmeric? Well, it goes back to just our philosophy of, you know, getting the the plant-based foods that we're famous for uh, as close to nature as possible. So this is not an extract. It's it's the highest curcumin um, uh, source of a, a raw powder. Um, so it took us a long time to find it because we didn't want to just find a, a curcumin that's at, you know, 2%, like a spice that you would buy. Um, but in, keeping it in its raw state and with low temperature and minimal processing, we got it up over 4%, so twice as much. But again, when you get it in this natural form as close to the plant as possible, the curcumin is going to be more available for absorption um, and therefore more effective. With that said, you can get uh, um, extracts out there that are 70, 80, 90% curcumin. Um, but that's not the, you know, the philosophy we have for our products. It's really trying to find them as close to nature as possible. Um, and then applying some, you know, minimal processing methods and then making them easy to sort of integrate into foods and recipes. Um, and that's why they're often found in a, in a powder form or, you know, like cacao, we have it in a nib and a butter, um, and our keto cacao with all the fat in the powder as well. So just trying to keep the product as close to nature as possible while making a product that can be shelf stable um, and portable. Uh, so and and then obviously cost effective as well. So I didn't realize turmeric. You can get various turmerics with different um, concentrations of curcumin. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it the the spice that's in your spice rack, the turmeric that you might buy at the grocery store. Um, when compared to something like the one Zach is referring to when um, testing shows that, you know, there is a variety of, of levels of the curcumin that is available on those. And that could have to do with, you know, just sourcing stories or, you know, where that, where it's grown, what the soil's like um, and on and on the conditions. So we've just found through doing rigorous testing and comparing a lot of um, other products out there that, um, this was pretty high. This came back pretty high and, and was, was really farmed really beautifully and um, ethically. So, yeah, I think the most important part of it is always going to be the agriculture, the soil, how the, the, the plant uh, or vegetable is being grown. Um, but then in how you handle it to preserve those nutrients is the next critical stage. Um, and is often the one that is, overlooked if you're just producing a spice for flavor or color as turmeric is often used for um, you're not focused on 
handling it with care, as we've often said, you're just trying to process it as fast as possible and as efficiently and cost effective as possible. We don't really focus on that um, out of the gate. The goal is to find the product with the highest nutritional value um, and then kind of work backwards from there. Wow. And your product can, but it can also be used as a spice, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It can be used the same way you would use it um, in a variety of other ways. We just, uh, the quality really separate, you know, distinguishes it, I think, from what's out there. Yeah. How do you guys uh, integrate turmeric into your, into your diets? We, well, we originally were making a lot of smoothies and then ultimately golden milk lattes. Um, that was probably the most common way. Uh, and we have this kind of ongoing joke here is we used to take our, our latte making on the road, but turmeric, I mean, it will turn your hands yellow and orange for days <laughs> if you don't handle it properly. Uh, and there was this one time we had, um, one of our representatives from our PR company that wasn't too familiar with it and literally had, you know, orange hands for like a week after not putting gloves on and making, you know, a gallon or something of golden milk turmeric lattes. Um, But uh, there's so many different uses from it, whether it's in in integrated into recipes for, you know, dinner type foods or smoothies. It it gives a lot of color and a lot of flavor. A little bit goes a long way. Um, but, uh, the lattes were probably our favorite so much so that we, we launched a turmeric latte, uh, about a year and a half ago as part of our plant-based latte line. That's it's awesome. Great in, it's also great in soups, you know, or, um, other baked goods. You can, you can really squeeze it in everywhere. Um, and I often just dust, of, dust cauliflower and bake that with, so, you know, together with, with some pepper, of course you need that for, um, increased absorbability there, but, uh, it's just a really nice way to kind of dust onto roasted vegetables too. Um, so there's a lot of various easy ways to just kind of sneak it in. I never thought of doing that. Yeah. I mean, that would be so great on cauliflower. So what do you do? You, you just roast the, with like, what what else would you put on it? Um, just, you know, get your cauliflower prepped for the bake for baking in the oven and you kind of toss it, I mean, with your hands. So wash your hands right away, as Zach just said, but, uh, toss it with your hands with salt and pepper and just, you know, it's just really great. It kind of has that, you know, curry flavor. Um, and it's, you know, adds color to the cauliflower and just, you know, increases the nutrition. So cool. I'm into that. I love roasting cauliflower. It's like one of my, one of my go-tos. Yeah, it's Um, great. Another product, another like a category that you guys are pretty well known for. It's one of the one of the products that I would regularly buy from you is uh, like your berries. I'm a huge goldenberry fan, and um, and yeah, you guys like like one of my go to brands. So, how did you get into the berry business? So the goji berry, um, so when we talk about the history of our product line, it starts with maca and then cacao and goji berries were brought in second hmm. next to each other. Um, so as you, yeah, I mean, goji has been around for, you know, centuries um, and is steeped in Chinese herbal medicine. Um, but as, as, you know, often in an extract form or a powdered form um, or use the berries in a tea, so that's where we started with the berries, um, and that's still probably the most familiar berry out of our product line. So we sell goji berries, and then the golden berries you mentioned, 
uh, and then mulberries. Um, and the golden berries are often everybody's favorite. Um, people like who love them, like are addicted to them because they're like a sweet tart kind of, uh, berry candy like, um, but it's a bit polarizing as well. If you don't like that tartiness, then you probably won't like it. Um, which we always find funny cause they're, they are highly addictive. Uh, it's also the berry that has, um, a variety of names. They're, they're known as golden berries or gooseberries or physalis if you're down in, in South America. So again, just, you know, so many of these foods are, they're ancient foods or ancient treasures, um, that just have fascinating stories behind, uh, you know, their history. Yeah, go, I, I love them. They, to, to me, like growing up, I was addicted to to any kind of sour candy, sour tape, sour patch yeah. kids. I would eat so many that they would like the citric acid in them would literally end up <laughs> burning a hole in my tongue. Absolutely. Uh, I, and that's just something that I would routinely deal with as a ignorant little kid, you know, e- eating yeah. these things like they were like they were, uh, you know, like it was like lunch. So I, I really appreciate golden berries. Yeah, they definitely appeal to kids. They're definitely the healthy uh, Sour Patch Kid. So funny. And what is, so what about goji berries? I mean, I'm sure that there are listeners who've never had any of these berries that we're talking about. So I appreciate you describing like the flavor profile. Um, what about goji berries? I remember hearing about them for the first time and trying them. It was definitely like a, uh, unlike anything I had ever tried up until that point. Yeah, they have a, a pretty interesting flavor to them. Um Again, kind of a bit polarizing. Some people love them. Some people don't. Um, a bit of an earthy flavor. I find them quite delicious myself. Um, they're qu- kind of chewy like a raisin, um, maybe a little tougher than a raisin. Um, you know, a little bit savory. Uh, you know, they're very high in vitamin A, so another antioxidant-rich um, food. Uh, they're just easy to all these berries what we find is they're just easy to use you can eat them right out of the bag you can add them to yogurts you can add them to granola uh, people even add them to salads uh, so they're pretty versatile all our products we find are quite versatile um, but the goji is as i said steeped in chinese herbal medicine um, really used in 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 herbal med- chinese herbal medicine for uh, helping to p- improve people's eyesight is kind of one of the ways they they prescribe it um, and often in a tea. So you take the, the berries and you, and you put it in a hot water and it flavors the hot water and you consume it that way. And that's another way that's pretty common is people put goji berries in the water to flavor and soften them up a little bit. Yeah. So cool. Um, I'm, I mean, one of the problems that I have with them, they're, they're like impossible to, uh, to, for me to moderate my consumption of them. I just end up eating so many. <laughs> well, that's good for us, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, what are mulberries? Mulberries are like a berry that I've kind of, that I feel a little bit ambivalent towards. I think it's mulberries. Actually, mulberry. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Or, or, I was going to say, it's like, I can't, I can't tell like, like their, their personality to me is a bit like, I can't quite figure them out. You know, are they sweet? Are they sour? They're just, they're very, they have a very interesting, um, flavor. Yeah. It's interesting. They're my favorite of all of our berries actually. Interesting. Um, yeah. I use them 
just constantly, if I have a sweet tooth, to me, they're sweet. Um, and they sort of, uh, deal with that craving that you're, you know, sort of looking for at the end of the day. And, but so high in resveratrol and antioxidants in and of itself, they're the best, they're the best, um, form of, of, um, uh, consuming that I think resveratrol because you're not getting the, you know, the, the inflammatory effects of wine. Um, so I think if you wanted to substitute out, you would find that that's a great substitute. Um, don't get me wrong. I love wine, but (laughs) it is like my favorite berry and I put it on pretty much everything. Trail mixes. I make, um, you know, yogurts. It's my favorite of all of our berries for sure. I had no idea that mulberries were a source of resveratrol. That's great to oh, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a longevity researcher by the name of David Sinclair. I'm not sure if you guys are yeah. familiar with him, but he talks he talks a lot about uh, resveratrol as a calorie restriction mimetic, right? Um, and being able to activate longevity genes. Um, and so that's cool to know, especially because yeah. you know wine is a source of resveratrol, but it's a very, it's like, I mean, the amount that you get in a glass of wine, it's less than two milligrams. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't know the concentration in mulberries, but that's cool. I'm going to start. Yeah. I I feel like I'm now less ambivalent about them. (laughs) Good. Glad (laughs) I changed your mind. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's so cool that you guys just have the ability to, to, to bring all these different products, uh, you know, into the fold for people. Um, what's next for Navitas? Well, what we've been trying to do over the last five to 10 years is really develop um, more value added proprietary products uh, that are highlighting these superfoods. So we started off with our power snacks, uh, which is a date paste um, snack that uh, is like a nugget, you know, a, a, a a plant-based nugget and we infuse them with the superfoods to, to really make um, them more available to average consumers that may be a little resistant to uh, foods that have funky names like acai and cacao and goji. Um, So a little bit more accessible. Uh, So that's been a big program of ours, you know, for the last 10 years and we have the power snacks and we have our, our lattes. So a matcha latte a cacao latte and the turmeric latte that we talked about. Um, we have some, you know, smoothie blends that we've had for a while as well. Uh, but I guess the biggest thing that we're pushing towards now is um, taking our experience and knowledge uh, and supply chain that's been wrapped around smallholder farms and traditional farming me- methods and pushing that into the new regenerative uh, organic movement. Uh, so, that's probably what we're most excited about at this stage of the game is to be, um, you know, being that we're one of the pioneering brands in the superfood and plant-based category is to be one of the, the brands that are going to push forward, you know, the organic and regenerative organic agricultural movement. Um, it's so important to our planet uh, at this stage that we, we grow our foods uh, properly and, and in a traditional way that keeps uh, our planet healthy, the soil healthy, uh, using the diversity that farms, you know, when you go to these small family farms, they're very diverse in their plants and their animals, uh, working together. Uh, and that's something that we're pretty excited to participate in. Uh, and it's something that we've, you know, talked a lot about, you know, internally over the last, 
you know, 15 plus years. And then we're excited to talk a lot more about it uh, moving forward. And it's something that's particularly uh, passionate. Um, Megan's particularly passionate about it. And um, we've got a, a, a team member who has been pushing us towards talking more about it and participating more. So that's probably one of the biggest things that you'll see from us in the, the coming months and years. That's cool. Any, any rare berries or, uh, or ingredients that, um, you can give us maybe like an exclusive, uh, peek <laughs> into, you know, like something that nobody's heard of yet. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just wishful thinking. Uh, yeah, maybe a little, but I mean, kind of what we're doing is, you know, what we found with these superfoods or superfruits in particular are like, they kind of have moments along the way and then they sort of break through and have like a huge to do. Um, so right now, obviously with the coronavirus and COVID-19 being so prevalent in our everyday life, people are really looking to health foods right now, uh, and looking to nourish their bodies. Um, and take really good care of themselves to hopefully protect themselves or be able to battle the virus if they're so unfortunate to, to, to get it. So what we've seen is, you know, explosion in sales for Camu Camu, a product that we've been working with for over 15 years. And in fact, when we brought it into our portfolio, you couldn't even get it organic. It was only raw, wild crafted. So literally just wild grown berries. And, and camu camu is known to be the highest uh, so natural source or plant-based source of vitamin C of any food in the world. Interesting. Um, so we're going to try to put that together with some other, um, you know, um, immune boosting uh, plant-based foods. So like acerola cherry, which is a product we've used a little bit along the way in our innovation, but never really focused on and highlighted. So we're hoping to bring that into our portfolio um, we've played around with dragon fruit as an example, which is just like a sexy sounding food and <laughs> so cool looking and super flavorful. Um, but then also maybe pairing it with orange, which everybody's so familiar with. So again, just really trying to make, um, these unique and incredibly healthy foods, very accessible to the average consumer as they're starting to look to, to boost their health, um, during a pandemic. Yeah, super important. Uh, so wait, what is Camu Camu? I don't think I've ever had that. So Camu Camu is a, a very, well, you'll probably like it a lot, Max. It's it's like a sweet and sour uh, type of berry. And when you get it into the powder, it's like citrusy. Um, but it, it, it packs a real punch, like over 700% of your daily required vitamin C just from a small dose. Uh, so we use it in, in a variety of different products over, over the years. And um, and we, it's, it's been in our portfolio, like I said, for about 15 years and we probably sold like six months worth of inventory in three weeks as people started to, uh, you know, pivot to these immune boosting foods over the course of the early stages of the pandemic. Um, but it's something that you can easily, uh, you know, add into your smoothies or even just make a water out of it. And, and it's a whole fruit source. It's like, we don't juice that product. Sometimes we'll take the fruits and juice them, um, to get a concentrated form. This is actually, we take the peel and the pulp and we, we dry it out. We mill it up into a, just a really good tasting powder. Um, and I just, I, we've, we've been fans of it for, for a long time now. So great. I was in uh, South America recently and, um, I, got to try all these different fruits that I had never heard of before. 
never seen, never heard of. And it really just made, it was a revelation because it, it made me realize how much there is to discover in the world. <laughs> and so yes. I'm kind of envious that you guys get to travel around and taste different things and that you have the power to, you know, uh, on a whim, just bring something to market. Are, do you, running, running such a successful company, Navitas, do you, um, do you still find the time to, to travel and, and take those, those jaunts? I do not as much as I did, you know, for the first 10 to 15 years. And a lot of our travel is now with two kids in tow um, and trying to show them the world uh, and show them all other cultures. So it's maybe a little less focused on, you know, searching for superfoods and, you know, traveling around the world to show our kids, uh, how people live in different ways. Uh, but we, we still find ways to, to try to get to the source. Um, you know, because we're not sourcing ingredients, uh, you know, single new single ingredients as much as we did in the past. It's not, um, as necessary as we did early on when we were bringing out a new superfood every, you know, three, four months. And we would, we would want to go to the source and vet the, the supply chain all the way to the farm. That was incredibly important to us um, and became part of our foundation on how we source ingredients and who we source them through. And it's still so important to us. And as a constant evolution, we're constantly finding ways to improve the quality of our products uh, and in fact, we're starting a new project um, that we've been working on with a partner for the last year or so. They've been working on it a little bit longer and brought us into the fold and sourcing cacao out of Sierra Leone. Uh, and it's a, an amazing project that we're incredibly excited uh, to participate in, um, you know, built on regenerative organic practices from day one. But this is a region of the world um, that has battled civil unrest, uh, an Ebola pandemic. Wow, this is really sounding familiar right now. Um, <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, desperately needs, you know, economic uh, access to economic business uh, around the world. And we're excited to work with our partners and the farmers there. Uh, a lot of women-led uh, farms and really small farms, you know, a couple of acres or a hectare at most. Um, so it's really having an amazing economic impact, which we've always been incredibly excited about from our day one. That's so cool. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, we don't have that much time left. I, I really enjoyed hearing, hearing your story and thank you for sharing about all these different ingredients with my audience. I know that they, they really appreciate it. Um, if I, uh, if I'm correct, I think there's also a, uh, a discount code that you've offered to listeners of the Genius Life, an exclusive code, Genius. They can go to navitasorganics.com, N-A-V-I-T-A-S, organics.com slash genius, and they'll get 30% off of their entire order. Um, awesome. Yeah, anyone can do it. No expiration date. I just want to thank you guys for making that possible. That's awesome. Because um, as I mentioned already, you know, I think access to this stuff, it's like one thing to be able to talk about it, but, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty privileged guy. I live in Los Angeles. Before that, I lived in New York. It, access has never been an issue for me, but I know that um, for many people it is. So uh, thanks to the wonders of the Internet and the mail system um, and you guys being so generous with that, with that code. Again, it's genius at NavitasOrganics.com for 30% off. 
uh, you're, you're, you know, really helping democratize these incredible foods. So, so thank you guys. Um, if listeners want to connect with you on social media, do you guys have like social media accounts or what? Uh, yeah, at all of our social channels, you can find us at Navitas Organics, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and us individually. I'm Meg Edelman RN, and Zach is Navitas Zach. And uh, just wanted to say thanks to you, Max. I love what you do. I'm a huge fan of your podcasts. Have been for a while, so really appreciate the you know the knowledge you bring to the public about all of these amazing foods and the nutritional benefits of everything. So just wanted to say that. Thank you so much, Meg. Um, it's really been fun talking to you. And uh, you and I, we we actually met um, in Arizona a couple of months ago. Right. right? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That. It's actually Mind, coming up uh, almost a year ago now. Wow. It's amazing how time is flying. Yeah, time does fly. It's been a weird, weird year for sure. Um, but a, an important year in many ways. Uh, Absolutely. You know, a, a difficult year, but an important one. Um, the last question that gets asked to everybody on this show, uh, I'm interested to see where you guys will take it. What does it mean to you to live a genius life? Well, for me, it's definitely living in my truth and, and uh, you know, embodying preventative care for myself and those around me, my family, um, and sort of, you know, just living my best life. I know that sounds cliche, but it really, really, truly does mean that um, I'm caring for myself and for the environment um, with the utmost respect and, and, and care. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I agree with everything that Megan said, um, and just being steeped in gratitude and thanks for everything that we have and everything we've been able to create. Uh, it's it's been an amazing journey to uh, bring these foods uh, to the marketplace and being so well received, and we're just incredibly grateful for the support we get from our consumers, our retail partners, uh, and obviously people like yourself, Max, to help get the message out. Well, thank you, Zach and Meg. This was a lot of fun. Um, to all you guys out there, support. You can go to navitasorganics.com slash genius. Use promo code genius. You'll get to save 30% off your entire order. Um, no expiration date. You can. It could be your first order. It could be your 10th order. Um, so make sure to, uh, to check them out. Text me. Let me know what you thought of this episode of the show. 310-299-9401. And I will catch you on the next episode. Peace, guys.